what's going on guys uh can we please talk about ufc 274 just for uh, for a little bit if i may uh well lots of ups and downs on that card lots to talk about you know there were some good fights and there was uh i think you'll know what i'm talking about anyway i'm going to be looking through that having a look at some of the aftermath possible fights to make next for some of the opponents there has obviously been the uh talk of one of the winners from ufc 274 fighting one mr conor mcgregor so i'll go into that uh, as well as all the aftermath of uh, UFC 274, plus two excellent memes, MMA-related trolls of the week that I've found. And uh, yeah, so let's crack on with The Burt Locker, episode 116. So... UFC 274 is in the books, and it was, it was, on the whole, fantastic card. Absolutely fantastic. So uh, a couple of like the standouts that I wanted to kind of take a look at. Randy Brown. Randy Brown looked just terrific. I mean, every time we see him, he looks more interestingly good. Now, don't get me wrong, that was a close fight. Uh, props to, to Chaos Williams. He's, he has got some really good power, and he, was, he did catch Randy Brown in the first round. I'm looking forward to seeing more of both of those guys, if I'm totally honest. It was a close-ish fight, but it's just the way Randy Brown was like sliding out of the way of stuff and just making Chaos Williams miss. It was just brilliant to watch. And Randy Brown seems to have this renewed vigor, this renewed confidence uh, every time he goes into the Octagon now. And it's something that I really enjoy. So keep an eye on Randy Brown. And uh, then we had Ivan St. Preux versus uh, Shogun Hua, which was, I mean, it, that was just, no, that was not a, a decent fight. It wasn't, it wasn't the best. And, um, you know, after I watched that fight, I thought, well, at least that's the only dud on the card out of the way. Hmm? Was I right or was I wrong? Anyway, more on that later. Uh, yeah, you know what? It was a nothing win for Ivan St. Brew. And uh, yeah, it, was, it wasn't much of a fight. But then you had a really good fight uh, as, for as long as it lasted. Uh, Tony Ferguson coming back after, after that layoff. Uh, did anyone else forget that Ferguson fought Benil Dariush? I'm going to be totally honest, it completely fell out of my head. Bless him, I love Benil Dariush, but I don't know where that fight disappeared to in my head. But you know what? I didn't really hear any like pundits or anybody really mentioning that fight at all in the build-up. They mentioned Gaethje and Oliveira, they mentioned those losses, but... It seemed like the Dariush loss just kind of disappeared out of people's heads, just like it did me. Did it you? Just let me know in the comments. Maybe I'm the only one. But yeah, it's just, I didn't notice anyone talking about it. Anyway, uh, yeah, Tony Ferguson. You know, it, he he looked great in the first round. Well, not let's not go nuts. Let's not, Tony Ferguson looked good in the first round, but. He, you know, he's pulling guard. He was active off his back. Like I said, he was going to be. He's very active off his back. He was landing elbows. He was cutting Chandler up. He was making it a real fight. And then Chandler just comes out in round two with that nuclear option, which was just the big boot from hell. Like, you know, like, remember the old big boot that Test used to do in the uh, old pro wrestling? It's, it looked more like that than the... Um, than the kind of front kicks I'm used to because he just he, he put so much power into it it was just a soccer kick or, a, or an NFL punt but to somebody's face 
And man, that was a nasty knockout. The way Ferguson's feet just like crossed over, like they, if like you'll get an image of it up here, his feet like crossed over. And that was a nasty knockout. There was a lot of concern for Tony uh, straight after that fight. But hey, look, great fight. I don't think that uh, Tony's completely done. Because uh, a lot of people have said, you know, that's it, he should hang it up. But even Ferguson's come out here and he said um, that he's, he's, he's not hanging up. You know, he, he is not done yet. So, fair enough. And, and honestly, I feel like that was the best we've seen Tony Ferguson in quite a long time. I, I feel like Chandler hadn't landed that kick. There was every chance Tony was going to take over because it, there was a chance that Chandler was going to start fading from that point, like, which is semantics because he didn't. He did land one of the most impressive knockouts I've ever seen. Uh, kudos to Chandler. He was even getting kudos from the man that he called out, Mr. Conor McGregor, um, after after the fact. But I'll go more into that in a little bit because that comes up as a news point. And um, yeah, great, great, great knockout, great fight. It seems like you know, Chandler has been such a good acquisition for the UFC because it seems like he can't miss. Every fight he's in seems to be a fight of the night or something ridiculously spectacular happens. So good for Chandler. Uh, commiserations to Tony. Look forward to seeing Tony again. I mean that. I really don't, I really feel like that was the best we've seen Tony in quite some time. And I do feel like, you know, uh, they're, they're, he, I think he's got a little bit more left. But anyway, I might be wrong. I might be out of my mind. And then you had... <laughs> Rose Namajunas against Carla Esparza. Wow. I mean, it's one of the worst fights I've ever seen. I've seen a lot of fights. And yeah, it's just, it was just, after the first round, I thought it was weird. And then after the second round, I thought it was weirder still. But then the fact that Pat Barry was still going, you see, you hear all those boos, Rose? You hear all those boos? That means we're doing our job right. No, Pat, shut up, right? Look. I'm a huge fan of Pat Barry. I love like the whole dynamic they have between them. But with that kind of advice, I think you know Trevor Whitman should have been saying to Pat between rounds, Pat, uh, would you mind just letting me do the talking, right? Because we need to get Rose to be more active here because she could be slipping behind on the scorecards. There's no way that they were watching those rounds saying with any degree of certainty that Rose Namajunas was up on the scorecards. And if they were, I mean, I don't know. I think they need to examine their thing. Because it was, there was no, there was nothing clear about it. It was just odd. Very, very odd. Um, and we'll leave it at that. You know, congrats, congrats to Esparza. Nice to see her kind of, you know, get the title again. But I mean, what a bizarre fight absolutely bizarre and then you've got Charles Oliveira absolutely brilliant you know it, it doesn't go down as a title defense but technically he now has a chance to become a two-time uh, lightweight champion and I think he might it's, it's a shame that he doesn't go down as a as a, as a as a title defense because of the the missed weight but there was a lot of controversy with the scales and scales being reset basically uh, a lot of the fighters were saying they had the same thing the scales were saying one thing because they know if they've made weight or not before they hit the official scales like that that is true uh, they weigh in at the hotel first so they know if they've missed weight or if they're on weight and apparently uh, Oliveira was on weight like bang on weight and yeah then they they did a scales reset at the um at the weigh-ins and everybody was apparently about you know a pound heavier than they thought they were so it wasn't just Charles but obviously Charles had to make championship weight and uh regardless the fight was fantastic what a fight you know Gaethje gave it his all like he, he had Charles lo looking like he was in trouble a couple of times it was exactly what we wanted it was everything we wanted and more and then 
as I said, you know, Oliveira, once he gets it to the ground, if you end up on the ground with Oliveira, he is just moves ahead of you. And he showed that again. You know, he was going for the arm try for the arm bar, then for the triangle, then gave that up. But in giving up that position, he knew where Gaethje was going to go so he could just grab that uh, rear naked choke. And uh, yeah, that's that's all she wrote. So. All in all, fantastic fight card. Really good fun. Really, really good fun. Uh, so, yeah, I'd just like to say thank you for all, everyone that subscribes and, and you know, gives me their support. If I could just get you to like and subscribe. If you haven't subscribed already, over 60% of viewers are not subscribed. So, please, could you just hit the subscribe button and hit the like button as well? Leave a comment. Please, let me know what you thought of the fights at the weekend. What did you think of Esparza versus Nami Younes? You know, what, do you think it was completely bizarre? I'd love to hear from you. Anyway, uh, yeah, and also, I do have my patreon as well if you could go over and check that out if you would it's the best way to support the podcast it's, it's like buying me a coke every um every month it's like one pound a month there is uh, exclusive content and early access to the fight picks for you as well so uh, yeah well worth checking out Let's have a look at the news. So the news, basically, a lot of it is centered around the fallout of UFC 274. Rose Nama she hit out her critics, basically, in the press conference, which, I, I mean, I don't agree with anything that she said. I mean, I've always said that Rose, she is a bit of a weirdo. Uh, she, I mean, in a nice way. I don't think there's a nice way of saying that, honestly. Uh, but I've said it now, so I'm going to stand by it. She's... She's a bit of a an oddball, like she she is. I mean, she she can kick your ass. She's dangerous, but she is a a little bit odd. And some of the comments she was coming out with were a little bit odd as well because she's she's sitting there talking about how what am I not allowed to have a strategic fight now? I'm one of the most exciting fighters in the UFC, and um, you know I'm not I normally deliver, and I'm not allowed to have a strategic fight now. And uh, I've got to mess this face up. It's like well, Rose, with respect, whenever you have a good fight. Uh, everyone gives you credit for that. Everyone applauds you for that. So by the same token, you do need to take some of the flack when you have a fight that was as poor as that one. And that's just how it is. You're in the public eye and you're, you're, and you're in the entertainment business. You are in the entertainment business. It is a sport second and it is entertainment first. Without the entertainment, no one will watch it. No one gets paid. No one participates. Entertainment. You failed to entertain. Both of you did. It's not all on you. It's 50% on Carla Esparza as well. But it was that whole fight was a shit show. It was. Don't pretend it wasn't. I don't think you were pretending it wasn't, to be fair. But, yeah, it was weird for her to kind of come out and say, you know, what, what I'm not allowed to have a strategic fight. It's, yeah, you can have a strategic fight, but just do something. I mean, what, what was it, like 30, 30 strikes? I don't know. It was just... It was bizarre. And... Yeah, I don't really want to see a rematch either. So I'm hoping that, that, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what you do with that, honestly. Neither of them. I don't think people are just having a go at Rose either. She seems to be taking it as a... And she also said that, oh, all the boos were just for Carla because I was delivering. It's like, no, you weren't. You weren't. Watch that shit back. I mean, you know, huge fan of Nami Yunez. Normally she does deliver, but she didn't on this occasion. And that is it. And neither did Carla. It was a terrible fight. And I'm sure there are some people out there saying, oh, you just don't appreciate the strategy. Fuck off. <laughs> that was shit. That was terrible. That's not, that is not what you pay to watch. Like, you, you pay, you know, people pay a lot of money to watch the UFC for the most part. And that's not what they pay for. You know, it doesn't have to be a bloodbath, but they have to, there has to at least be some action. There does. You know, I'm not, I, I don't feel like I'm out of my mind in saying that. And they're probably going to be pretty mad at the commentators because, look, the commentators 
didn't say anything that was incorrect. They said it was bizarre, it was weird, and it just wasn't exciting. And uh, they weren't wrong. So you can't even be mad at the commentators either. And I will call out the commentators when I feel like they get it wrong. After the Israel Adesanya-Jan Blakovich fight, I did, do a, I did do a video straight away saying that I thought that was the most biased commentary I've ever seen. Sometimes the commentators get it wrong. They're only human. They didn't on this occasion, though, because they were exactly right. That fight was terrible. Awful. Anyway. Uh, Connor seems to be very open to the idea of fighting Michael Chandler. Michael Chandler did a very good job on the microphone after his win against Tony. He uh, he called out Conor McGregor, said that, look, you, you bulked up, so let's do it at 170. And you know what? That is a fight I want to see. I don't want to see the Oliveira fight because I don't feel like you can just put Conor straight into a title fight. And also, I don't know if that's a good matchup for Conor. Oliveira's just been murdering people. And I feel like Chandler, he's at least shorter. Like, there are certain attributes that Conor can exploit with Conor, with, with Chandler. I'm not saying it's a, it's a winnable fight for both parties, and that is what you want. You want a bit of jeopardy. You don't want to know, have a good idea who's going to win going into it. And it would be a stand-up war, almost guaranteed. Chandler always delivers. Conor McGregor delivers a level of excitement that most people are just not capable of, right? You put those two together, that is a huge main event. You can make that a main event, no problem. On a, on a numbered pay-per-view, you could make that a main event. And Conor was actually almost, he was quite complimentary of Chandler as well. Quite like, although, I'd prefer it to be the um, the, the bad guy, Conor, because I do feel like he's much more fun to watch. But even his tweet, he just said, look, you know what? I, think, I feel like I'd get a good knock off you. And um, even ended it by saying, look, you know, I, I, I also like that you called it out at 170, that I appreciate that. And uh, yeah, I, I really do see myself fighting you in the future. And congratulated him on another barn burner of a fight. So, I think that, yeah, for me, make that fight. Michael Chandler versus Conor McGregor. That's the one that makes sense. Take my money. Shut up and take my money. Anyway, let's head into Troll of the Week. So, Troll of the Week this week. We've got uh, me watching Rose versus Carla. And, uh, oh, it's that unfortunate picture of Tony uh, passed out sleeping on the floor. Because, yeah, it almost did bore me to sleep, if I'm totally honest. And then the last one is the name of this episode, because it really did tickle me. You've got Charles Oliveira missing weight. And then you've got Dana White saying, hey, bro, you know, it's 2022. Why didn't you just identify as 155 pounds? Ooh, oops. That's a fucking good one. That is a good one. Anyway, it was a great event. I had a really nice chat with uh, Dave Keane on the CMA podcast, uh, you know, uh, previewing the event. But it was a very fun conversation. I'll put a link here. There's a card here. So you could just go, go and check that out. It was a great conversation. I'm a really big fan of his podcast. So click the link to there. Give that a watch. I know the fights have already happened, but it was a fun conversation uh, irregardless. And uh, also you should subscribe to him because he, he's... Really, it's a it's a fun podcast. I do tune into it. He's uh, yeah, it's it's really very good. It's a, it's a real fun listen. So, uh, with that being said, I don't know if there's any fights on this weekend. Let's let's have a quick look. I don't know. Is there is there any fights on this weekend? I think it might be Jan Blakovic. Jan, uh, something's telling me that Jan Blakovic. It is as well. Oh, look at that. 
I actually remembered, kind of. Jan Blakovic against Alexander Rakic. That could be quite fun. And he got Ian Kutalebra against Ryan Spann. That's a good one. Davy Grant against Lewis Smoker. That's a good, that's a sneakily good card. I will be placing some hella terrible bets all over that. I'll be putting those picks out. That'll be on the Patreon on the Friday, YouTube on the Saturday. Until then, keep those odds long and those bets terrible.